Michiana's first, best, and only show dedicated to craft beer and drinking music. Cool brews, hot tunes. This is music to my beers. Music to my beers on Real Rock 103.9, The Bear. Welcome to Music to My Beers, our Sunday morning show pairing music and beer and uh, just having a good time, hanging out. I like that. That's yeah. nice, Zach. You like my new intro? I do. I it do. changes every week, I it, feel like. It does. You know what you are? You're keeping it fresh. Yeah, so fresh and so so clean. Like I like my beer. I am uh, Zach Miller alongside Warren Cluck, and uh, we're with you until noon today just talking about no... No. 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 Okay. Yeah. November. Uh, we'll be honest. You know, sometimes we've talked about it before. Sometimes themes will jump out at you. You're like, yes, it's Christmas. We've got to do a Christmas show. Christmas yes. party. Halloween a couple of weeks ago. It's got to be a Halloween show. Our pumpkin. Uh, really, man. The first Sunday in November is just like a, it's the first Sunday in November. Yeah. So uh, we're going to go with the, the no theme for our music today. Know this, know that, know the other thing. And we're going to talk about knowing your beer. I've got some fashion questions I need to ask. Oh, yeah. We talk a lot on the show about uh, about you know beers around the area, beers we're into, beers that are coming, things we're excited about, different styles. I would like to also talk a little bit more about maybe some etiquette when it comes to breweries and special events. Ooh, uh, yeah. I've got some questions. I've heard from uh, several different people that feel one way. I feel a different way, so we'll talk about that. Uh, it's going to be a great show. We've also got to get you geared up for the uh, um, it's it's the Bourbon County. It's not Black Friday, but it's the Prop Day. Prop Day, yes. Okay. That's right. Next, uh, next Sunday, uh, after the show, I'll be skeetering my way to Goose Island to pick up some proprietors so jelly yeah we'll talk more about yes. that because my question ties in with that whole event okay perfect all right it's gonna be a grand show thank you for joining us here on sunday yeah there's all kinds of stuff like no no beer november some people are doing that there's, like the sober october yeah i don't know why i don't know why you would choose sober no if i don't get it either wouldn't you like to just like homework get it out of the way first so you can enjoy november because thanksgiving yeah. the night before thanksgiving we have one of the biggest you know drinking holidays of the year cannot wait so many massive beer releases are on the calendar for this year and uh one of the things to start the show you and i were talking about was uh next sunday at goose island it is proprietor's day a special uh ticketed only lottery event which uh, you just happened to get invited to oh my wife got it in so um I'm, I'm very excited she has chosen me as her plus one. Oh, i would have been lucky. A, little, a little worried if she hadn't she's like no i got this other dude that i'm gonna bring he likes beer a lot more than you <laughs> and his name is zach uh i wouldn't yeah, <laughs> yeah. be like wait a minute uh, i went a couple of years ago another friend of mine got tickets and took me as his plus one and uh i got one of those goose island bourbon county beanies oh dude i had it before I went ever went to prop day, so I was laughing with my buddy. I'm like, "Yeah, I'm gonna wear this prop beanie," and he he said, y "You can't do that." No, it's like wearing the the concert shirt well, to the, the show. Got, yeah, got us into the whole uh, the whole discussion of all right. So if you're gonna go to a brewery, you can't wear their stuff to the brewery. She's like, just like you can't wear the the band to the show you're going to. But then I got to prop day, and like I saw 50 of these people wearing the exact same beanie. And did they look cool? They looked sweet. <laughs> okay. But also, I don't think breweries have the same, uh, you know, like I, I have a Bell's work shirt. Okay. You know, we could do, yeah. do a whole swag series here on the show talking about should. the amount of merch we, uh, we buy and what you do with it. But it, I wouldn't feel stupid wearing my Bell's shirt to Bell's. You might get questions. Like, people might come up to you and ask, be like, uh, did you brew this, you know, and might, might have some questions about the beer. Do, do you work here? Do you work here? Hey, that's come clean I, my table yeah, off. That's why I could wear my red shirt to Target and my blue shirt to Best Buy. 
But I don't think I, I you know what? I plan on wearing don't apply. I plan on wearing the hat this year and uh, I had a couple of friends give me grief about it, but I was just wondering what your thoughts were because uh, I don't think it applies. I think it's totally fine. I I've actually been called out before for the like, the same thing and so I to this day still haven't. Like when I go to Crooked U or I go to Bear Hands around town, I don't wear my Bear Hands shirt to Bear Hands. I don't wear my Crooked U shirt to Crooked U because I I've, I've got the little card that says I'm part of the union, you know. But do you wear another brewery's shirt? I do. Now, wouldn't that be weird? Like, if you're such a big fan of this thing, of Yaki, so you're wearing a yeah. Yaki Da shirt. If you're such a big fan of Yaki Da, why don't you just go drink there? Exactly. Well, because it, it signifies that, hey, you know beer. You, you've you been to places that um, have good beer, and you, you're you a craft beer guy. People automatically assume, as opposed to if you're just wearing a normal shirt, people don't know that you know necessarily know craft beer as well as you do. Whereas, I'll, I'll tell you a story of one time I was up at Bear Hands. Oh, shh. A Zach Miller story. I'm listening. And a guy was wearing a Pliny the Younger shirt. Okay. And I was like, okay, this guy obviously knows He's beer. He's been to Russian River. He's been He's to Russian had River. had the brewery only release. Yes. And so I knew immediately that that guy probably knows beer more than I do because he's been out there or had more of a beer experience than I have. Okay. So I would say, like, you could bring, you could wear a Bear Hands beanie to, like, Goose Island, and people would be like, oh, where's Bear Hands? Tell me a little bit more about that. You could say, whoa, they've got this Thai PA, which is absolutely phenomenal. You know, I think this whole thing gets traced back to my just horrible social anxiety, and, like, you know, <laughs> nobody really cares what you wear. But, but it's true. But as long as we're going to talk about it, and my rule with buying beer swag, I have two rules that I abide by, and if, okay. if it hits either of these, I buy it. If I've been there and had some amazing beer earlier this week, I was wearing an Arizona Wilderness shirt. I went out there, had some amazing beer, uh, loved it, thought, you know what? I'm going to buy the shirt. The shirt wasn't particularly great. Most of their swag sucked. I looked at the whole rack and thought, eh, but I wanted a shirt. They were really soft, so I bought one. The other one, and I don't even need to enjoy myself, is if it's cool. Yeah. Like if it's like your track jacket that you have. Yeah. See, but that was a beer that I like, the, okay. the Three Floyds track jacket. But if it was a brewery, I was like, eh. And, uh, like, uh, we'll take Shoreline as an example. Uh, some of their stuff is okay. Some of it I don't particularly care for. But the brewery itself is a fun place. Mm-hmm. But if you walk in there and you see, like, you know, I'm a sucker for the baseball shirts, I'd be like, all right, I'm going to buy one of those because I-, I love that shirt. But I don't necessarily need to love the beer to buy your merch just if you have cool swag. <laughs> but there are also breweries that, that really suck at the swag game or that could do a lot better. And, uh, you know, I'll call out everybody in the area. One of my favorite things to hang up in my garage, we've got them hanging up here in the studio. You've got them over by your office. The tin tacker. I love those. It's like the 10 to 15 inch steel sign. They're usually like 15 to 16 bucks. It's the new light up sign. Well, they're, it's it's low. It's relatively inexpensive. So, mm-hmm. you, get, you know, instead of investing in neon, which is several hundred dollars or a or hundred bucks, or you got to know somebody. You know, it's 15 bucks, and you've got this thing of your beer. I like to collect the beers that I'm a fan of. I noticed that uh, Old Nation just rolled out an M43 Tintacker a couple of months ago. Oh, sweet. But not one of the guys in the area, uh, Hoplore, Crooked You, Bear Hands, any of our favorites, they need to get one of those because... I'd it's buy, here now. Yeah, I'd buy the hell out of it. If you walk into my yeah. garage, you're like, wow, this guy loves beer that's made around the area but not quite in the city. You know what I would never buy at a brewery? Man, I'm getting the hits just to buy stuff now. <laughs> as far as swag goes, I could never buy it, is the biker shirt. We talked about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah. It every... being the most expensive thing on the, the swag list. Yeah, the, that's the hobby that is most closely aligned with the craft beer community. And mm-hmm. I get it. There, there are a lot of groups that will drive that will ride their bikes from like St. Joe down to Chicago and hit microbreweries along the way in Michigan City and New Buffalo and everywhere else. That sounds like a lot of fun, but every microbrewery you go to, you're like, ah, okay, there's $40 
You know, Can't. long sleeve shirts, fifty dollar hoodies. There's an eighty dollar. What's eighty bucks? And it's always the bicycle jersey. Yeah, I, I think Founders was the first time I noticed one of those. But then <laughs> Bell's has them, and Three Floyds, and literally everywhere else. Evil Check, I saw theirs, and Goshen Brewing Company. So we got more of the the no 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 show. Hey, I feel great. I, I had a no no no, but now it's turned into a yes yes yes. yes. I'm gonna wear the beanie. Wear that beanie. A whole six minute radio segment. How I'm gonna wear a certain hat next Sunday. <laughs> Kirk ass. <laughs> This show continues to ascend to new heights in 2019. Uh, we were just talking. We spent uh, a rather, I don't know, inordinate amount of time talking about swag. And, and you know what? I don't care. That's one of my favorite things about the craft beer experience. Yes. I like getting beer t-shirts. Bring extra cash every time you go to a new brewery. Yeah. And that's part of the reason that sometimes brewery trips can get so expensive. You're like, uh, <laughs> after a few or three or four drinks, you're like, eh, I've rolled into places before. I thought, you know what? I'm good. I don't need anything. And then after four or five beers, you're like, you know what? I do need some new merch. I need a 15th hoodie because I can't rotate them fast enough and you and i were just talking uh off the air about the uh, the other great drainer of your cash as far as walking out the door at places is glassware all the different vessels that they have that because breweries now have everything from this the shaker pint glass which is your standard yeah um pint one but then they've also got the cool like goblets and the flutes and like the teku glass the that teku was big glass. Oh, uh, a couple yeah. of years ago i remember bare hands did one of those for double tie day a few years back it's like the the wine glasses for the beer drinkers the tulip glasses, which were really popular, especially if you're like into uh, IPAs or something hoppy. Even um, uh, Dogfish Head created their own uh, kind of. It was a cross between like a flute and a tulip, and it's it's an IPA glass specifically for IPAs because it has this kind of ridged bottom that uh, kind of only gets bigger, or it kind of only gets smaller towards the top, but then it opens up and gets bigger. So I don't know. Out of, all, out of all the available glassware, what are your favorites? Because I know there are different different types accentuate different types of beer better. But when you're drinking at home, and we can all just kind of be honest, there's usually like the one beer glass you use repeatedly. I know. I was thinking about getting rid of half of my beer glasses because I basically go to the goblet every single time. It holds a lot of beer, so I can hold a whole 22 ounce beer in it because it's it's 20 some ounce bowl right. basically from uh, my brother's ex brewery. And um, and it's amazing. Like any, anything that you drink out of that, tastes phenomenal. You get the nose when you when you stick your face in the glass to sip. You get the whole nose slash even your eyes are in the glass. So I, I'd say it's the goblet that I typically go towards. I you know what it's going to sound just because I have the most of them and they and as long as I've been into craft beer, even going back to college, this was the one thing you always got was the shaker pint. Oh yeah. You know, it's they're fairly durable. I mean, you can't go dropping it four times and expect it to live. But I've I've had a couple slip out of my fingers before. Just take a bounce, and you're like, holy cow, the the glass still. Uh, but they hold they hold a great pour. They're good for you know more or less every type of beer. The other one I like a lot, and uh, it's the uh, what was the one that Bare Hands did a couple of years ago, and it was uh, it was the Tulip Pint. It's oh like, yeah, they did it for no, it was this last year for uh, for Double Tie Day. It's sort of a little bit fluted, but a, a tiny. Yes. And it's not quite 16 ounces, but that also works well, particularly if you have, uh, and a lot of the, the beers I've been enjoying lately have been 16-ounce can varieties, whether it's Great Notion or Bare Hands or you know anywhere else. You're not going to get that entire can into one, one any one of these glasses, or mm-hmm. maybe you want to keep it and let it open up a little bit. That's, the Tulip Pint's great because you can put in a decent amount of beer, enjoy it, and then you've got another serving out of the same can. It's great for a bottle share or or 
you know, just enjoying it, letting it kind of come up to room temperature in the bottle there. I'm really shocked that your favorite glass was not like some sort of plastic novelty yard from Joe's Crab Shack or something. <laughs> yeah, something. This electric guitar I got from Vegas that you open up and it fills with booze and you walk around and drink from a straw. I do like, I like anything that kind of looks cool too. Like yeah. Snifters feel good in your hands. Yes, very much. So, and, and I should probably do a little more research to find out what, uh, you know, I'll, I'm a lazy craft beer enthusiast, so when it comes to finding out which particular style go- pairs best with uh, with the glassware... I know, I'm terrible too. Yeah, and, and also, I don't know that my tastes are as dialed in uh, because of the types of beer that I enjoy that I would necessarily notice on my tongue or in my nose a difference. Yeah, by drinking out of one glass. Although that's that's up for an experiment. We always try. Yeah, and I think, but I think that has also changed over the years because when this show first started, even four years ago, you know, the... the boldness of the flavors like the boldness of the ipas the hazies didn't exist right so now some of the flavor you know and, and i can understand how back in the day you would need a uh like a, a fluted pint to maybe get the nose right or or just a regular tulip glass mm. and because the, the flavors and the notes and the noses are so subtle but now you're dealing with such big bombastic flavors just look at the stuff that comes from 450 North. Do you think any any kind of glassware on the planet is going to be needed to accentuate your, you know, triple XL slushy Berliner Weiss <laughs> made with gumballs and Snickers bars? See, that's why I like the goblet because the goblet would make that beer look super cool when I take a picture of it for like Untapped or something. Yeah, I don't know if it's called the Nonic or the Imperial pint, but also the pint glass that a lot of restaurants use with the little dimp the uh, the dimple that sticks out about yes. a, thir- a third of the way through. That's the Ingl- English pint glass there. Yeah, the, uh, the those are also a lot of fun. Ones I don't care for are uh, like the and I know that Pabst used to sell these too. They're uh, the dim- oh, the liter ones. The, no, the dimpled mugs. Oh yeah, this used to be like the go-to higher-end promo wear for a lot of macro breweries. But I, like that one, I've got a couple of friends that swear by it, and you can see them. They untap check-ins are the same glass every single time. Uh, those I don't care for. Anything that's that's so incredibly heavy. I got a, yeah. a a Revolution goblet not too long ago, and I of course went home poured you know three and a half course lights into it. <laughs> it's funny, but also like you need to drink with some kind of speed to get through. That beer before it's warm at the bottom, but also the the thing when when it's full weighs like eight pounds. Yeah, you know I want a beer, man. I don't want to work out. If I wanted to work out, wouldn't be drinking that much beer. It's like my yardstick that I have. <laughs> I've got one of those, the beer yardstick, which me and my buddies we each take turns. And Zach's family also has an heirloom collection of uh, Das boots. Yes, <laughs> there's a, you know. Yeah, there's a load of music to my beers to get to. We have to get to the B movie here coming up in just a minute. We have our pick six on tap, and we also have to look at the drinking weeks and days ahead with Zach Miller. Zach Miller's news and notes trademark patent pending. News and notes. We should get that trademark. Maybe you could spin it off into its own podcast. Zach Miller's news and notes, and it's like a sixty second beer blast update. There may be something in the works. Now, a thinly veiled reason to talk about more alcohol. Let's take our beers to the movie with Music to My Beers, B-Movie. Music to My Beers on Real Rock 103.9 The Bear. My name is Warren Cluck. I am joined by Zach Miller, and we are the yin, the yang that make up this fine craft beer program every Sunday here on The Bear. 10 to noon every Sunday you can find us and uh, we're getting to a point in the program that we like to sit back and pair beer alcohol with cinema we've decided to dub this the B movie and uh, this week you know our theme is no 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 because it's no November 
I know. A real, a, <laughs> a real reach. Maybe next week we'll get a theme that isn't so embarrassing to explain every 15 minutes here <laughs> no, on the show. No, no, you no, know. No, no, no. Uh, we're going to go back with not another teen movie, and this is uh, going way, way back. This this hurt my heart when we were looking up the release date because you think of this movie as, oh, it's 10 years ago. Uh, no, that would be December of 2001. <sighs> 18 years ago. Can you believe that? This I, this movie can smoke now. I can't. I can't remember, and and I'll jump in first. I can't remember if this movie because I I went out and saw it with some college buddies in theater because I was you know f- freshly twenty one at the time and we were out. And I don't know if this was the first, but this this was part of that whole like we're gonna parody a bunch of movies in yes. one movie. And uh, I these are the type of films at the time that are very funny, but they do not age well. No. And this is <laughs> this is by no stretch of the imagination a good view in two thousand nineteen. Uh, they based this movie on, geez, it was Varsity Blues. Uh, there was that, that, um, what's the one where Freddie Prince, Prince Jr. is, they're trying to convert the girl who's... She's all that. She's and, all that. Yeah, ten things I hate about you, can't hardly wait. This was like, uh, all of them just sort of rolled into one. And it, Never there, been kissed. There were like ten of these movies that came after this, along that, not another, duh, 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 not oh, a scary not movie. not another epic movie. Yeah, scary movie was like, I feel like that was one of the original ones. Yeah, maybe you're right. Parodied. And this is when things got really lame as far as the spinoff goes. But oh. at the time, at the time, it was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but man, uh, you look on the list of people that are in this, uh, Chris Evans, pre-Captain America, Jamie Presley, still hot, probably right around the time she was doing Earl, right? Yeah. That was during her Earl heydays. Yeah. This is, and this is a few years after she, uh, burst onto screen as, uh, as Joe Dirt's love interest. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, Lacey Shabbert. Yeah. Sam the, yep. From Party of Five. That girl's on there. Uh, huh. That's about it. Yep. Uh, if I if I were to sit down and have to waste an afternoon watching not another teen movie, <laughs> a movie that I am now too old for and also hurts my heart because it is so old, I'm going to need to have 12 beers. And I'm going to go with uh, 12. You know what these this would be? This would be the not another teen movie of Session IPAs. I'm going to oh. go with Wolf Pup Session IPA from Golden Road Brewing. Oh, very nice. Yes. Good choice. Yeah, if... If you would like a session IPA at an airport, this is the beer for you because it's at every single airport in the world. Uh, Zach, now I'm going to turn things over to you. Golden uh, Road Brewing, Golden, Colorado. Oh, man. I, I remember seeing this movie in theaters. Uh, 2001, I was young, too young enough to buy my own ticket. Oh, that's so sad. I know. So I had to have my buddy's mom buy us tickets, and I got it approved by my parents before. Hey, guys, I'm going to see a rated R movie. I'd seen a couple at that point whatnot so it didn't matter um but i remember you if you were under 17 you couldn't buy your own ticket and maybe it's still that that way you can't buy your own rated r ticket it is but i can't remember i can't remember if that was ever like strictly enforced i think it was just if you look a little bit too young bro yeah you can't buy your ticket or you have to sit in the movie with a parent or guardian that was embarrassing hey you guys want to go watch swordfish (laughs) (laughs) i heard you get to see halle berry's nudes Um, I I do remember thoroughly enjoying this movie, not as much as my buddy, um, who you know was just in it for whatever nudity was in the movie. But if I had to watch this one again, I would probably go with a four pack. Oh, of no rules from wow, yeah, <laughs> from uh, Parent Brewing Company, Parent Brewing Company, up yeah, in Comstock Park, yeah, Walter on the front, yeah. Uh, anyhow, yeah, the show, a little long in the tooth, beginning to show its age. Uh, every Sunday we gather here to talk craft beer, some beer-related nonsense. If there's something hot going around uh, town, we'll let you know about it. New brewery opening, maybe a brewery closing. 
This is a segment we like to uh, break down where you can find us because it. this is not like radio in the old days where you only existed on the airwaves from this time to this time. We no. can converse and be buddies yeah. and meet up and share drinks and keep tabs on one another 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Thank you to social media. Yes. You can see what we're doing, where we're doing it um, on our Facebook page. We've got that. We've also got the Facebook group, which has become kind of the... the um, it's been sort the of common a, ground. It's basically. been a little bit of a braggatorium lately because <laughs> I uh, logged on earlier this week and saw that uh, somebody was boasting that they had spent a couple of dollars on some Sam Adams Utopias. I am super jealous. Retail in excess of two hundred dollars, but uh, the beer is almost thirty percent alcohol by volume, and uh, you don't need to drink it all at once. If you no. if you're careful with the cap when you take it off, you can cap that thing and, and enjoy it over and over again because it's not it's a non carbonated. And it's perfect too because you know after you know, after you've you've uh, developed a relationship with somebody and you you're like hey you know you want to come over and try this extremely rare limited beer yeah you can share away and uh, it comes in one of those decanters you want to hang on to forever one of my favorite yeah. things about Utopias and being, this is going back even earlier in the hour because I'm a big tchotchke guy uh, I bought a bottle a couple of years ago and there's a code on the tag. <gasps> That you enter into the website, and they send you like a, a wrapped in its own, you know, foil cylinder Swarovski crystal glass that is specifically, it says Sam Adams Utopius around the outside. Whoa. Yeah, and I, how, is it a five ounce glass? or yeah, what? Yeah, okay. yeah, it's a tiny, tiny little thing, but it's so delicate. You know it's real crystal because it makes a funnier ding than some of my other oh. crappy glassware. Uh, you can also find this show podcasted, and Zach and I, we need you to know that you, uh, we work very hard on the podcast. As a matter of fact, coming up this week, we have a meeting talking about how effectively or ineffectively we're podcasting this show. <laughs> so uh, hopefully if you hear the podcast and think, wow, that's ineffective, uh, we'll make changes moving forward. But every Monday, Zach does a fantastic job of making sure this thing is available on iTunes, the Google Play Store. Uh, Stitcher, Spotify. Yep, uh, anywhere you find podcasts. Say, hey, Alexa, play. Enable the Enable. Music to My Beers <laughs> skill. And then, bam, you'll get Music to My Beers whenever you bark out for us. We'll be there for you. You can also follow us on Untapped. Mm-hmm. I got to see that uh, Zach was tipping back one or two of the uh, Bear Hands finest on Wednesday night. So delicious. Yeah, the, I, the new Westie. That that beer is so good. Well, Westie is good in and of its own, and the new Westie is just that much the same, and if not better. We'll have Eric from Bear Hands in next week to talk yeah. more about their, some of their holiday releases. But I think you and I both agree that Westie, like every great brewery needs a great tentpole beer. Mm-hmm. You know, Founders, hit the big time with all-day all IPA. Bells, hit it out of the park with Two-Hearted. And I, yeah. I feel like Westie is that beer for bare hands. Like, this is the thing you get excited to see on tap. This is the freshy-freshy that you can't wait for. And as far as alcohol, I think the biggest thing the last year, year and a half that we've seen is the the hard seltzers. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Well, White Claw came first, truly was right behind, and then... You know, bubbly, and you've got natural light getting into the seltzer game now, and everybody's trying to one up that. And there's a lot of uh, craft breweries that are doing their own craft seltzers as well. Yeah, that's a trend I could be all right seeing die. Yeah, um, I and I think we will. I think it's just like one of those that's popular, like the Brute IPA. That was going to be the whole new IPA, a crisp, clean, refreshing, hoppy beer. That died a quick death, didn't it? It did, yeah. So I don't know. By next summer, we might be into something totally new. I'm not saying it's bad. And they're delicious. They're light. They're refreshing. But I'm, as far as, you know, when you take a hazy IPA and you look at how many different flavors you can milk in and out of this style of beer, I mean, fruity stuff, uh, you know, something a little more pungent, a little dank. When it comes to the hard seltzer game, I mean, it's how many fruity flavors of bubbly water do we need? 
There's there's not there's just not a whole lot of taste variation. Yeah. It's just everybody's trying to get their money out of that because they know it's a hot seller. It's low calorie. It's high alcohol, and they're delicious and, and available just about anywhere white girls are are located. <laughs> well, now and you brought something up too because I never tried it. I never tried mixing my Trulies over the summer. You take a mango one and a pineapple and maybe mix them together. I don't know. Is that I know that, not a thing. I know that there's a subculture of people on Reddit who they they hack IKEA furniture. Like you buy this thing, you buy this thing, and you can combine them to make this. Oh, I was not aware there was a hard seltzer community that gets together and and uh, does the same thing. Maybe we might have to do some research on that. Yeah, but as far as beer trends go, I mean, is there anything in the next year or two you want to see kind of kind of get by the wayside because you've seen, heard, tasted, and and read enough about it? Um, I'm I'm thinking. Probably as far as like the beer stuff goes, I would say leave the pastries alone. You know, I would like to see some of the pastry stuff just go away and just get get back to a, a good hearty chocolate coffee stout. You know, as opposed to throwing like marshmallow fluff in there well, and okay. you know graham cracker. Oh, hey, we got a s'mores. You know, I some of that with stuff. That. Those uh, to me, you know what? And the first time you get in, when you first started to get into craft beer, and for us back in the day, it was KBS uh, was the big like, ooh, wow, this is chocolatey and coffee, and you can really taste everything. But now because because of the variety and everyone trying to stick out ahead of everybody else. The flavors have gotten very ham-fisted, mm-hmm. where it's like, let's make this as big, bashy, bold, and you know, boozy as you possibly can. And I think a lot of the uh, the subtle nuance of some of these flavors gets lost in it. Yeah, and I want to get back to that. Beer wasn't for everybody when it first came out. It was an acquired taste. Yeah. Like, when I was trying beer for the first time, I wasn't a big fan. But then as I drank more, I, I started noticing things. And then, I, especially getting into the craft beer game, you start picking up on other flavors. Like, oh, this has a tangerine flavor and a mango there. Um, whereas I think when you're just told, hey, we put mango puree in this beer and it's our mango IPA, it, it just takes away some of that, the um, finesse that comes from some of the hops, the flavors that you're supposed to get out of that. Yeah, and and I'll, you know what? It's not even just a pastry stout game. It's, uh, and we'll, you know, not to pick on 450 North, but these Slushy. guys. Slushy. Well, those are, are a great example of the beers that contain so much fruit. They look sexy. They look great in the glass. They taste fantastic. But how much further can you possibly push that extreme flavor and extreme fruit before you're eventually just going to be like, there's a vodka silk strawberry. That's right. <laughs> that's more or less what it is. I appreciate more the like the, the subtler tones. To mm-hmm. me, that was a little bit more appealing, and it made the game a little bit more fun. You know, it's... It's nothing special to have a graham cracker stout that you can smell five feet away. You're like, okay. You know, mm-hmm. it used to be something to tip back and like, do I get a little bit of this? Do I get a little bit of that? Yes. And a lot of these beers now, I think, that are coming out that uh, that people are going gaga over. And everybody's got something. You know what? If you're a craft brewer, you have to. You, I mean, that's how you get the money. But I think as far as my palate's concerned, I'm getting a little bit sick of the let's – how much bigger can everything possibly get? Yeah. How much more ridiculous? They're like, you know, this is a – 16 dum dum mixed with Tootsie Roll flavored gumballs, you know, Berliner Weiss. Oh, okay. One of the things All that right. I make something I could drink more than one of, guys. Right. Well, one of the things that, like, this this conversation I think had, had happened before when um, we had Joe from Hoplore on. Yeah. And he makes a, a stout. He made a stout. It was one of the first times they ever came on the show. He made a stout that didn't have any coffee or chocolate in it. It was all the properties that came from the malts that he used, the hops, and the yeast. And I think that that was really cool because when you taste it, you're like, wow, I get like a, a dark roasted chocolate in this beer, but... And that was one of the none to be had. That was one of the more fun things about talking with Joe is that his background is not like from you know just 
drinking a lot of he's a, a chemist yeah. you know by education so he, ta- he takes the chemistry brings that to brewing he's able to do a lot of really interesting things and that's why hopplers having a lot of the success they're having and i just some of these some of the you know you know what's a really great example of uh, a big bold flavor done well as long as we're on the hoplord thing would be mm-hmm. their amish crack oh yeah because in your mind you're thinking okay this is going to be i mean you see the pictures on the instagram of all the donuts going in <laughs> all the uh, the rise and roll donuts going in but that could be one of those beers that is so overblown, and and you know you're expecting it to be this, but the the flavors right on. You get the beer, you get the booziness a little bit, you get that after that finish, that little rush, that hint of like the cinnamon powdery finish of a of a risen roll. Mm-hmm. I think that beer is executed very well. You know, I think another brewer perhaps would have done a real sloppy execution, and it would have just been like, you know, boozy donut, eat it. <laughs> <laughs> so, chew, chew up your beer. I appreciate that. But going back to KBS, you know, one of the uh, one of our original loves that t- that was a beer early on. That wow, okay, this is something a little special. There's a heavy chocolate presence. You get some of the you know even heavier coffee, but it's not you know a rush. And I think um, great notion. I know a lot of people in the area are big fans. They do a lot of great beers, but some of their stouts I think are on that same vein of like, mm-hmm. dude, I get the flavor. I got it. I I got it. Yeah. So yeah. hopefully, that, that, you know what? That's maybe our, it's just because I'm jealous because I can't, I don't have access to all that <laughs> stuff. I don't know. Maybe Zach and I are just haters. <laughs> We're just haters. Who knows? But uh, that is something. You know what? This show is not all about fanboying. Sometimes we can poo-poo down the industry we love. Yes. Uh, well, we, so, that's the theme. No, no, no. Yeah. Like no, 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 no more boldy, boldy McBold flavors. Yeah, because they're no good. Are we going to do six? We're doing six. We're doing six. Uh, we we pick six beers. We throw into a sixer for you and go forth. Uh, it was kind of funny. Jason Lee and I had a show earlier this week on Thursday. Uh, we were laughing at getting a YouTube channel, and everyone pointed out to us that we've already had videos on YouTube. Oh, yeah. A hundred years ago, we used to rate beers from uh, from Belmont Beverage, part of their, their... I forgot about that. Yeah. But it was funny to go back and watch those and look at some of the beers we were reviewing five, six years ago. Hilarious. They drink pretty good. This is called Oscar Blues. Yeah. <laughs> Little chub. You're like, ah, ah, I remember that. Let's bring it back. Yeah, we should. We should bring it back. We'll make it a YouTube series. Uh, do you want to go first or should I go first? I can go first. All right, yeah. go, go ahead. Uh, earlier this week, I found myself in the uh, the liquor store. I've got my family in town, and I always try mm. to get stuff that's either local or different or something that's fun um, because my mom, she's from Atlanta. She likes good beer, um, thanks to my brother, you know, the brewer who's constantly introducing her to stuff. So when she comes up here, I like to find kind of the local stuff. Obviously, I picked up uh, New Westie and whatnot, but I'm not, I'm not going to throw that one in. I'm going to actually throw in another one that I got while I was there because um, I, I found it interesting. I know that my mom loves coffee, and it's the New Belgium Nitro Cold Brew Cream Ale. Have you seen this one? I have not. It's good, and it pours out of the, the can nitro form. So you can pour hard. It has the tiny little bubbles at the top, and it's nice and smooth to drink. And it, oh. Just a hint of coffee is in there, but it's a, a pretty good cream ale. Comes in at five percent. Okay, not too bad. All right. The other one, which is more local, they can't get this down there, is the uh, Great Lakes Nosferatu. That's mm, the imperial red. That is just so delicious. That's that's kind of the season that I'm in right now. Anything that kind of looks like uh, the fall leaves outside, whether it's a red or a brown or fizzy yellow beer, you know. <laughs> Do a whole fall show. So I'm so basic. Um, so I throw the that colors one of autumn. Colors of autumn. Jaundice. Yes. By Zach Miller. <laughs> and the one that I completely forgot about. This was what I always thought 
was this brewery's version of Hop Slam, and it's Greenbush, their brother Benjamin. Oh, yeah. Has the hints of honey and stuff in there because they add that in, but they also put the heavy hops, and it's, I think, clocks in at about a 10%. You know, so. as many connections as we have to the local craft beer community, we should be able to probably pinpoint the exact minute that Greenbush location at the Southside Martins is going to open. Yes. I know that it's been pushed back. I've heard anywhere from, like, you know, late November to early January. Somebody from Greenbush, reach out and set us straight. We would love to, yes. be able to pass along word when we can go down there and get your beer on the south side. We should do like one of those news, like local breaking, um, some of the, the local. When is this coming? How long do we have? Thousands of parched drinkers on the south side eagerly await the opening of the Greenbush Satellite Brewery. I did read they're going to have a one barrel system there, so they're going to be able to, they're going to brew exclusive, like south side stuff too. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Whether or not that's still part of the plan, I don't know. But the three beers I'm going to throw in this week are uh, three of my current favorites because I did the uh, lay off the craft beer for October thing, mm-hmm. you know, and now I'm getting back into the the hoppy stuff that I love. And uh, one of them is available. And I've, I may have mentioned this before. It just popped up because my local Kroger never used to have a great craft beer selection, and now it does. And for some reason, when you're around the corner from one aisle to the next, my eyes always gravitate, and I'll grab it every time. Uh, Fear Movie Lions from Stone. Yeah. It's super strong, decently priced for the for the product you're getting, but it's a fantastic double IPA. It's hoppy. It's got a nice bite to it. And did I mention it's super strong? Mm-hmm. And then two of my other favorites that I immediately got back into this week were Hop Stupid. Yes. Uh, from Lagunitas. And it, it, I, I think I've laughed about it on the show since we started. You cannot beat that IBU for that price point. Five bucks for a bomber for 108 IBUs. Uh, I laugh with our uh, a friend of the show, Moto Foundry Hank, all the time. That the, I like the beer that's just like a buzzsaw of hops. Yes, you know, <laughs> like you swallow, like you swallowed a lit coal. Like that yeah. made IBUs just hot. That's my favorite kind. And then the other one is another one that I've, I forgot all about. Had a, I think I had it last six eight months ago, but this week I was filling out my uh, my beer fridge. I'm like, I got a little bit of a space. Little cans will work. Uh, resin from Six Points. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's a perfect like storage. It, it, it is. It's nice. It's strong and it's great. It's like uh, you know back in the day when you'd have the CD rack and then like Biggie or whoever would release a double album. Oh yeah. That would just mess up your whole system. And then you got to find like okay, well, can I put some singles in here? How's this going to work? That's the the uh, the Six Points brewing can. It's yes. smaller than a standard standard can, so you can you can tuck them in anywhere and kind of fill out your collection. So if you have limited space in your beer fridge, like I do, and you need to make the most of it, it's like an efficiency beer fridge. Yeah, that's the uh, or that's, even pocket space for tailgating. See, <laughs> no one will suspect that you're carrying four amazing ice cold IPAs in your pocket. They, Are we gonna do a year in review show at the end of the year, like a lot of places do? We, I think we're gonna have to. Like the in, you know? the in memoriam would read like the brute IPA, brute IPA gone. Mm-hmm. We'll like run down all the craft breweries we can think of that closed. Yeah, uh, we'll talk oh. about like the you know the big hits. We'll give out some awards. The Academy Awards are just around the corner, Zach. I forgot about that. We. We could maybe figure out a way to get people involved with that too, so that they could have their own like submissions. You know, we get the the submissions from the audience, right? And then we have like we narrow it down. We not first it's the nominations, then from the nominations Fan we can have the voting. voting. Okay. Yeah, and huh. from that that way it takes out all the the uh, objectivity from us. Yes. Yes. Hate on yourselves. Don't hate Our on us. Subjectivity. Yes. We're just the messengers, <laughs> man. Don't don't uh, don't hate on us. I like how we did our. Um, 
what was it? We did the uh, the brackets last year. Yeah. We kind of just put breweries with certain teams. So, you know, if somebody beat it's out of Duke, our hands. boom. It's yep. out of our hands. Sorry, uh, Miller. We know that next week Eric Faust from Bear Hands is going to be joining us. We also have to uh, pregame and get ready for Proprietor's Day for Goose Island. Black Friday's coming up. We've got a lot of Music to My Beers stuff going on. This is getting into like the real heavy lifting season for your wallet as well yes. as your liver because – you know, the beers are heavier, the beers are thicker, they're also harder to get and more expensive. How are how have you prepared for this season? Do you stockpile money away over the course of the year, like your no, Christmas account? I, no, I had a, you know what, I should have, but I had a real funny conversation with uh, Moto Foundry Hank. We were talking about beers, and um, I maybe had an opportunity to buy some mail order from somewhere else, West Coast. Uh, but the, the asking price was 45 bucks for a four-pack, and I laughed. I'm like, you know what, i got to kind of balance my beer budget out a little bit, because I have a tendency to overbuy. Mm-hmm. And uh, I need to tone it down just a little bit, but I mean, prop day is going to cost some money. Dark Lord Day was very expensive. Um, prop day is worth it, though. I I liken that to you've already you've won the chance. You have the exclusive opportunity, just like they used to do for um, Dark Lord Day, where yeah. you bring the extra fifty bucks because if you got that variant off of the ticket, then why not? You know, well, and it it. The reason I like it is is the the difficulty in getting that is just exclusively in the lottery. You know, the tickets don't cost you anything. It's just they're really really hard to win. And when you get there, the bottles they're selling, they're selling one of the they're selling two proprietors uh, variants plus the uh, the one other that they they do every year. So I'll be walking out. I'll have three. My wife will have three. Sweet. But they're they're as far as special release bottles goes, they're not terrible. They're like twenty thirty bucks. Yeah. A piece, which I know what you're thinking. If you're if you're newer to the game, or you know you've got a hard limit of ten, that's a lot of money. But for beers that are that desirable, I don't mind. It's when things start getting north of thirty five, forty bucks a bottle where you start to ask yourself, like, is this worth it? I've got friends in the craft beer game that they really don't care. There's that's like a bottomless pit. You can just what I want, what I want. I'm going to pay whatever it takes to get it. Like uh, I got a buddy who bought some Utopias secondhand for three hundred dollars. Oh. Huh? That, but that's a lot of money. But as far as uh, – I think the cool thing about Prop Day is that's about my limit mm-hmm. for money spent on beer in a sitting. Dark Lord Day gets a little nuts because – but you, you walk out of there with five bombers, but it's still – it's – It's the upfront cost that – Dude, the gets, yeah. 200 bucks a ticket, like, ah, like – you know, that, that's where they, they've done some figuring and thought, all right, how much are these beer guys who are on the fence? Because if, you know, when it was 140 I was like, that's too much, but mm-hmm. I want the beer. Now mm-hmm. it's, you know, almost 200 bucks. I'm like, well, that's too much, but I want the beer. Well, I'm trying to think when, before it was, it was, it there's, was, there's a no, no, no limit. No limit. Yeah. Oh. There's a, there's a hard no limit as far as exclusivity and how much you're willing to pay. What's the most you're willing to pay for a bomber? For a bomber? If it was something great. Like if you walked on the shelf and you saw, uh, you know, oh, there's a uh, you know a bottle of uh, of of transient Canuckley from two years ago, or, I, or something you really really wanted. I'd probably pay in the upwards of fifty bucks for one bomber. Upwards, upwards. Oh, Zach Miller noted doing very well for himself. Do you think? Do you think fifty's too too high? Uh, fifty's a good number for something super rare and hard to get. But I mean, when you're for, you see some of these guys online, and uh, we'll we'll pick on Dark Lord Day variants in particular. Mm-hmm. Some of those variants, out, like walking out of the park, you could sell for 160, 180 bucks a bottle. And all I could think was, you don't know at this moment if this sucks or not. This could be like That's true. You know, this could be one of their worst variants. This could be you know not in demand if you're a secondary you know whale guy looking to flip things. But it's it's. It's funny to me. I I think I what did I walk out with? It was a port. It was a Dark Lord in a port bottle or port. Uh, it had aged in port barrels right, and right. stuff. Um, and I spent fifty dollars. 
I brought my eight. I brought the eighty bucks that I knew that I was going to spend on those beers, and then I also brought the fifty bucks too because I was like, if if on the off chance I scratch it off and I'm a yes man, I got to get whatever the variant is. And that's how long it's been since Zach Miller's been to Dark Lord Day. It's been a long. There was the scratch off lotto ticket to determine if you got a variant or not. It's been as long as this show's been going on. It was my first ever. First yeah. ever trip. Yeah. You're going to have to go this year. We've got a pretty good group of people that, uh, that go. We've got to try to all win tickets. But uh, there's, you know what? We have to get to news and notes. There's a lot of yeah. show to get to. All right. Okay. So my turn to take over the, the microphone and just tell you about what we've got coming up, what we can look forward to, all the uh, drinking weeks ahead of, um, you know, kind of either what's going on in the area or what releases we can look forward to, I should say. Yeah, this is fun because it's not like March when there's not a whole lot going on as far as beer releases and brewing news, but we are getting into the heart of the big thick boy season. Thick boy. There is constant. Maybe we'll have a thick boy show coming up where it's just like we talk about styles and we play music thick. We play music by fat artists. Yeah. It'll just be like John Popper and Blues Traveler over and over and over again. I love that. Mm. <laughs> Let's do that. Um, so one thing that we didn't really touch on because it like it was so quick. It was the uh, Indiana's Cool North Beer Wars. Okay. Did you hear about this? I did not. There were a couple of breweries, actually all local breweries, involved in it here um, in northern Indiana, like Burnham, Zorn. Oh, that's note to self. Call the wife. Go ahead. Okay. I need a ride from the beer show. Uh, Rue 52 competed in it. So did Wedgwood, uh, Forefathers Brewing, some Bare Hands, Crooked U. It was from kind of like northern Indiana. And and the winner, actually, was uh, breakfast cookies from Yakida. Oh, Each nice. Each brewery submitted one beer that they wanted to uh, showcase. And I think it's a pretty good stout. We could actually say that for the, the big, thick stout show. All right. You know, breakfast cookies. I'm in. Delicious. Um, Heavenly Goat had posted something cr- kind of um, cryptic earlier this week. And basically, we got to look out for November 27th. They're announcing something about their beer hall dining experience. I'm listening. It's a new dining experience. I don't know what it means, um, but I'm curious because they've already made changes to their menu, which have been phenomenal, but it says the Hall of Heavenly Goat Brewing Company coming soon. Ah. So, I don't know. We'll have to check back with them about that. And then December 23rd, I'm saying this so you can mark your calendars two days before christmas yeah so you got family in town you want to go out for a good time yes please Fiddler's give me away from these people yeah oh yeah get rid of <laughs> take them with you or just tell them that you have plans it's their annual winter warmer where they bring out some of the the goods they've been holding on to yeah we went there last year yeah Had it was a, a lot time. of fun yeah we'll have to go again this year for sure yeah so that's what we've got coming up. Plus, obviously, Prop Day, if you got in next week, we can look forward to that as well. We will see you back here next week. We're going to be again with Eric from Bare Hands. I'm sure we're going to talk some of their winter releases. You may yeah. want to set aside a few ducats because they have a great winter slate uh, coming up. We'll talk about that. We have more glasses to raise, more pints to kill. This is Music to My Beers, the No, No, No Show and See There and No Resolution. We'll rock off behind the bear. Cheers. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.